It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We welcome you to a new episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. So much to do, so much to get to. We have to get right to it. Good to have you with us nonetheless. And we're here to tell you about our friends at Pepsi. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of 1% of people will play professional football but instead of entering the nfl they've joined another league that's right it's the league of football watchers this football season is different pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch back at fedex field this sunday you know what that means giants in town i'm gonna have ah let's call it eight diet pepsis i think i think i'm gonna go for eight Touchdown and a two-point conversion. Being that Ron Rivera went for the touchdown and the two-point conversion the last time they played the Giants. That's what I think I'm going to do. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from our friends at Pepsi. All right, good to have you with us. I'm Chris Russell. This, again, is the Locked On Washington football team podcast. News of the day, Terry McLaurin voted team captain unanimously. Some veterans, some players went to Ron Rivera, he said, uh, in his post-practice press conference and said, hey, look, Landon Collins is out for the year. He's a team captain. Uh, obviously, it would be kind of a bad show to, you know, usurp uh, Dwayne Haskins. I don't think Terry would want to do that. Uh, it would kind of look bad. This is a natural kind of like, oh, this looks good. We can do this. We can pull this off. Even though Landon Collins is a defensive guy, we can easily uh, slip in a different captain, somebody that actually is playing. And they went to the opposite side of the football, and they picked Terry after his postgame speech in the locker room following the Cowboy win. But really, this is about Terry being a leader and a humble, hardworking super mature, super smart, super everything player since the minute he walked in the door. Again, remember, Terry McLaurin was supposed to be the best special teams player in the draft when they picked him in the third round. Some people said, hey, why are you picking just a special teams guy in the third round? Well, they had it wrong because Terry McLaurin, uh, listen, is he a top five receiver in the NFL? No. Could he be? Maybe one day. But Top 10, top 12, somewhere in that range? Yeah. I mean, I think even with crappy talent around him or not good enough talent around him and a crappy quarterback situation, right? So Terry McLaurin has played like five snaps on special teams since he got here because he's so damn good as a receiver. And again, he's every bit what you think he is. Whatever you think he is as a humble, hardworking guy, good teammates, smart kid, you know, just a guy that you want to build around. He's everything and then some. And I would never tell you that. Uh, like, here, here's what I would say. And I wrote about this at SI.com. 
Dwayne Haskins was a forced leader. He was a forced captain. He didn't earn captaincy like Terry McLaurin did, like Jonathan Allen has. Um, he, he didn't earn that necessarily. He worked hard. He did body by Instagram over the summer. He earned the quarterback job because nobody else wanted it. Nobody else was good enough. Nobody else was ready enough. I don't want to take away total credit from Dwayne Haskins, but he was, he was voted the team, one of the team's offensive captains because he was the quarterback, right? And that's the right kind of thing to do. And he had shown a little bit of leadership. He wasn't really like, trust me, he wasn't a better leader than Morgan Moses. I mean, Brandon Sheriff was the other one. Okay, fine. But, He's not, Dwayne was not a better leader than Morgan Moses or Terry McLaurin, period, period. That's all there is to it. And yet, Dwayne was the captain. So they don't want to take that away from him because that would cause a big stir. I'm sure Terry would have been sensitive to that. So they found an out here with Landon Collins out for the year. Uh, and boom, away you go. So that's kind of the big story there. Also, Ron Rivera was given a game ball at the end of practice today by Morgan Moses for his first win against the Dallas Cowboys and overcoming what he has overcome. The injury report looks like this from Wednesday, and it's pretty damn good. Pretty damn good, to be honest with you. It's a bunch of guys that were limited, and that's it. Everyone else participated on a full-time basis. So here's the official injury report from Wednesday. Jaron Christian... James Smith-Williams, defensive end, defensive lineman, uh, Montez Sweat, Logan Thomas, and Isaiah Wright. All practiced. All five were limited. Steven Sims Jr. came back to practice. They have a 21-day window to activate him. He was full go on Wednesday. Now, he's still on IR. They're still going to have to make a roster move, probably that Tony Brown guy. Um, to bring back Sims. I assume he's going to play Sunday. He's missed... Four games, because they put him on IR late. They were trying to preserve, and they put him on IR late. So he's missed the Baltimore game. He's missed the Rams game, the first Giants game, and the Cowboys game. So he's eligible now to come off of IR in a 21-day window. Probably activate him on Saturday, but we don't know for sure. But I would guess that would be the case. Uh, They might have to make another roster move or two. We'll have to see how things shake out. Obviously, we will address that in our Friday and weekend Locked On Washington football team podcast. As far as the Giants go, uh, they, you know, obviously playing on Monday night, uh, they had Golden Tate, who did not practice. They had Devontae Freeman, who missed the game on Monday night, who did not practice. Um, Ryan Lewis, one of their corners, who was actually here during training camp, did not practice. Uh, and a bunch of other guys were limited. So not too bad on the injury report for either team. Of course, Washington, I mean, New York without Saquon Barkley. Now, the Giants did claim former 49er wide receiver, second-round pick Dante Pettis. Some people had, you know, Twitter GMs wanted Dante Pettis here. I had no interest. If Kyle Shanahan has no use for you, I'm good. I trust Kyle Shanahan's evaluation for a second-round pick. If he thought Dante Pettis was not good enough to keep and was too soft, I'm good. No thanks. No thanks. Uh, In terms of um, 
there's some odds, if you will, that for whatever they're worth, and they're not worth much, um, that Troy Machir, Matcher, a uh, Matcher? I think it's Machir. Um, I, I always screw his name up. From Bet Rivers, he used to work for the uh, NBC Sports Washington and then the XFL Defenders. He now works for uh, Bet Rivers, which is a sports gambling website <clears throat> at Bet Rivers, at Bet Rivers, not Philip Rivers. Uh, but the updated NFC East win totals from Bet Rivers are the Eagles six and a half minus two sixty five, Washington five wins um, at plus two seventy five, Giants four wins at plus two thousand, Cowboys three and a half wins at plus seven fifty. So there you have that. All right, coming up next, we are going to hear. From Terry McLaurin. And then Kyle Allen. Nice. Uh, It's all we can squeeze in today. We'll have more later on in the week. Uh, Lots of media availability. Good to have you with us right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. All right, guys. Once again, it is Chris Russell for our friends at Pepsi. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. Again, I've told you, Giants in town. I'll be at FedEx Field. It's supposed to be a brilliant sunshine day, maybe near 70. I'll need lots of Diet Pepsi to hydrate me. Lots of Diet Pepsi. I love Diet Pepsi, especially with a little lemon or lime. Oh, Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power you through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans, that's you, are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi, is it made for those who play the game? It's made for those who watch it. Go to Pepsi, made for football watching, madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from our friends at Pepsi. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we're back here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Why don't we hear from the latest captain of the Washington football team? That would be number 17, Terry McLaurin. Moen and Brandon came up to me and were like, congratulations. I'm like looking around like, what what happened? Um, But at the end of practice, uh, they announced me as a unanimous captain. And it's it's very humbling for me. It's kind of uh different as well because I wasn't something I was expecting um especially coming into my second year but to have that respect from your coaches and your teammates um especially this early early in your career um I I feel like it's a testament to my character my hard work um and what I try to bring to this organization this team each and every day which is like a hard work mentality um a guy who's going to do right I'm not perfect by any means I'm always trying to learn and grow from everybody um but um, when you're put in a position like I was today, it's just a matter of continuing trying to grow, learn from the leaders that are already a part of this team and and, and contri- try to contribute to that. Hey, Terry, I know you've only been in the NFL for a year and some change now, but you've positioned yourself, obviously, to potentially have a long career. And 
I just wonder if you've thought about now the extent of that and, and what you'd like to get out of your time in the NFL. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a blessing um, just to be living out my dream. I get to come to work every day and say that I'm truly doing something that I'm, I've always seen myself doing at a young age. So that's, that's a blessing, but um, you know, I want to maximize my, my time in the NFL, no matter how long it is on the field and off the field. Um, but first, you know, I wanted to focus on the field, being on the field first and contributing to this team, being a part, intricate part of this team and this offense um, coming into the NFL. And I feel like as I grow and mature and learn more, um, leadership obviously comes to mind. I didn't expect for it to come this early. Um, I want to get more involved in the community. Um, I want to help others with the things that I've been blessed with um, financially in my time. So um, there's a lot of things that I, I have in mind that I want to do with my career. Um, I'm trying to take it a day at a time, a step at a time, but it's, it's happening fast. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited for what the future holds. I'm, I'm extremely grateful. Hey, hey Terry, Terry, obviously you've uh, – go ahead, John Kahn. Go ahead, John. Go ahead. Okay, thanks. I was just going to ask you, Terry, um, what was it like when, when they announced it after? Was that an emotional moment for you? What, what did that feel like? Um, it was, it was kind of shocking because I didn't come in here today thinking I was going to be a captain. I didn't even know there was going to be like a vacancy, but, um, you know, when I was announced a captain, the thing that I told the team, they wanted to give me a speech is <clears throat> nothing changes for me mentality wise, um, per who I am as a person, how I act going forward. Now that I have that C on my chest, um, while it's a great honor, I feel like the thing that helped me get this honor was, um, coming to work every day, being a guy that works hard and walks the walk and doesn't talk the talk. Um, but, you know, comes with comes with this responsibility is a new, um, I feel like, vocal role that I'm trying to grow into. And um, I think I've alluded to that and possibly last week in the interview. When it comes to becoming a vocal leader, I think it's more so me personally, I believe it's um, you're not really trying to be that dictator. You're not trying to tell people what to do, but you're trying to uphold the standard. You're trying to um, convey and relay the message that the coaching staff and the leaders of this team have set forth. So I just want to try to add to that um, going forward as the rest of the season progresses. Hey, Terry, the last couple of home games, you guys have been playing in front of some family and friends, but on Sunday, you're going to actually have some fans in the stadium. I guess, number one, how excited are you for that? And number two, how much of a difference, just even if it's 3,000 fans, can they make on a game? I mean, I think it, it really brings the energy to our team when we see our fans out there. Um, we know we have their support from home, but it's different. You come out there and you see guys, uh, men and women, in that burgundy and gold. I think it gives you an extra pep in your step. I know it helps our defense um, as to their energy. And hopefully um, the 3,000 people that are there can have an effect on the opposing offense and their operation and things like that and just give us an added boost. But um, I think it's going to be cool to have uh, our fans back this weekend. Terry, was leadership something that Brian Hartline and Urban Meyer stressed to you guys in the receivers room um, at Ohio State uh, just in the last couple of years you were there? Yeah. Um, actually, when I first got to Ohio State, the wide receivers were kind of looked at as, um, I hate to put it this way, but kind of like the joke of, of the team, um, you know, for whatever reason, um, for while I was there, before I got there, but we weren't really seen as leaders. Um, towards my end of my career there, I remember Coach Mick telling me my freshman year, me and Paris and Johnny, that we were going to change 
you know, the culture of that wide receiver room. I couldn't really, I'm, I'm a fresher. I'm just trying to get through that hard, <laughs> that hard workout. I didn't know what he was talking about, but over the course of my time there, I learned a lot of leadership skills and were learned from a lot of uh, great people, players and coaches. And um, by the time I was a fifth year senior, we had three captains in that room, which was unheard of. Coach Mick had never had that in his career and Coach Meyer never had that. And uh, Coach Hardline really, really pushed us to be that, that, that part of the team that's the strength of the team instead of was at one point holding us back. So, um, you know, I'm fortunate to have that experience at Ohio State, what it's like to be a leader um, for a great program like that, a big program like that. And I'm just trying to take what I learned there, try to apply it here and continue to learn and grow because, you know, I'm so young in this, um, both in my playing career and as a leader. So um, I'm, I'm excited for uh, what's going forward. Was it important to you to eventually become a captain in the NFL? Um, I knew that I was possibly going to be drafted when I was drafted. I knew that I had leadership qualities and, and, uh, capability that teams coveted. And, um, I didn't come in here day one thinking like, Hey, I'm about to be a captain. Hey, I'm about to prove this and that. I just wanted to be a guy that came in and worked hard. Didn't say a whole lot and uh, practiced really hard, showed up on time and did what was asked for him and was productive on Sunday. I feel like guys have, noticed that they've actually tried to push me more and more as I've grown to become that vocal leader. And I'm, I'm trying to learn um, what all that entails, but um, I'm, I'm also going to try to embrace it more. I mean, I feel like the only way you're going to get better is if you embrace that role. Um, you know, I've been uh, trusted into be this position, but as mentality wise, nothing really changes for me. I'm still going to be that uh, lunch pail uh, everyday type of guy worker. Hey, Terry, um, last year you didn't quite get to the 1,000 yards with the injury late. Mm -hmm. Now you got a C on your chest. Does that change any of your on-field goals? No, nah, not at all. Um, I think I'm just still trying to be as productive as I can for this offense and our team. Um, I still need to continue to try to improve um, in some areas. Um, I feel like I, I like where I'm at right now physically. My body feels great, especially after this bye week. Um, I love how Coach Hoss is coaching me. He's coaching me really, really hard. And, um, you know, I'm embracing that role of, of being kind of the, um, the lead receiver. But um, I'm, I'm just trying to continue to make plays when, when the plays arise. Those matchups that we got kind of in Dallas where we hit big plays, I want to continue to try to help build on that. And, you know, with the attention, some of the, some of the attention I'm getting, um, I want to be able to pull away some of the attention from me and and allow guys, other guys to make plays. I think that's what's going to help our offense as well, that we got some guys that are really stepping up in our offense um, that can help us through the second half of the season. We'll take a few more. Okay. Whether it's it's team or personal, what are your goals then for the second half of this 2020 season? Uh, first of all, I want to continue to stay healthy. Um, you know, I, I put a lot of time and work in my body, both on the uh, – uh, pre-practice and, and after practice. So I want to continue doing that. Um, you know, I want to minimize my, my mental mistakes um, going forward. I've had a few here and there, um, but that's kind of comes with as, you know, the, I'm moving a lot uh, in a lot of spaces and a lot of places and uh, they're asking me to do a lot, but I embrace that role as well. I feel like I can handle it and I'm getting more, more comfortable and just continue to be clean um, in the way I'm running my routes um, trying to use my speed to my advantage instead of just necessarily relying solely on that. Um, trying to be a lot better at the line, using my hands and and get cleaner off press man. So there's some things that I've already had in my head that I want to continue to get better at. And over the course of the rest of the season, I think I could do that. 
Ron Rivera's teams have historically been very good down the stretch. I know this is your first year playing with him, but do you sense anything in the building or see any indications that it will be the same for you guys this year? Um, it, the same as in like the result of it, it, just that you, your guy, maybe your best football still had to be here. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the nice thing about coach Rivera is he's believed in us since day one, his message hasn't changed. He's always felt like we could be competitive and have a chance to win this division. Um, but it's going, it's taking a lot of work. It's going to take even more work going forward. So, um, we wish want to continue to try to build on what we, uh, left off on against Dallas, um, a week ago in, in, and not come out flat. I think it's really important for us to get off to a fast start coming off a bye week. Um, you know, the Giants are coming in on a short week. So, um, you know, we got to be prepared to start fast and play a four quarter game, um, minimize the mistakes. I think that's going to really be a key going down the stretch of this, this season is minimizing our mistakes and capitalizing on our opportunities. All right. Once again, that is Washington football team captain now and wide receiver Terry McLaren meeting with reporters via Washington football When we return, Kyle Allen, the starting quarterback, he makes his fourth consecutive start for the Washington football team this Sunday against the New York Giants. All right, guys, once again, it is Chris Russell. We've told you about Pepsi. Now we tell you about our friends at Built Bar. That's right. Built Bar continues to find a way just to do it and do it. They have so many great products that you can check out at BuiltBar.com, but Built Bar, the original, is not only just the original, of which they have 12 original flavors. They have six new flavors. And I've told you about these guys before, but how good does caramel brownie sound when it's not bad for you? When it's good for you, low in sugar, high in protein, high in energy, just just everything. Low in sugar, low in calories, just great for any diet that you're on. Again, high fiber, it's great for a you know, keto diet, whatever diet you're on. It is so good, and it's just one of six new flavors. Cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp, plus, again, the 12 original flavors. You cannot go wrong with a box, two boxes, three boxes, four boxes, five, hell, make it 10 of Built Bar. And when you go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code Locked On and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, once again, it is Chris Russell with you right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast out to the practice facility via Zoom. Kyle Allen, starting quarterback of the Washington football team meeting with the media. Aaron being named a captain today. I'm kind of curious yourself now coming over to this team. What struck you about him? And, you know, did you did you see leadership in him when you came? Yeah, you know, I've said this before. There's a lot of different type of receivers in this league. You know, there's a lot of very talented receivers. A lot of guys who can do a different thing, but it's it's kind of rare out of a, a receiver to see that type of leadership, um, the desire to win. You know, some of the greatest in the league are like that. And right when I met Terry, it was kind of that way. 
you know, Terry was kind of, he was kind of a quiet guy, but he was a leader. He came in and worked. He, he showed from work ethic. And, and, you know, I said this to him early in the season. I said, you're a guy that can, that can be great, but you can also be a, one of the best leaders on this team. You know, you got a lot more say than you think you have. And so, you know, he's been, a, he's been speaking up more. He's been saying his mind and everyone on the team respects him. And so he deserves that seat on his chest more than anybody else. Hey Kyle. Um, I wanted to ask Ron, Ron Rivera got asked earlier today about discussing you as the long-term option for the quarterback for the Washington football team. And he just wants to see you keep growing day after day. Is that something that's on your radar? Uh, I'm a very simplified person. I, I like to take it week by week and I like to control what I can control. And that's, you know, my preparation and, and how I play on Sunday. So, this week is all about the Giants. That's not in my control, and and I'm just going to do whatever I can to help this team get more wins. Have you always been like that, or is some of that a byproduct of, of having a transfer and being undrafted and just kind of your path to being a starting quarterback in the NFL? Yeah, I think a lot of that stuff has helped, and, and I think it's, it's helped my process and helped me understand how to be successful. And I think for me, the way that I'm the most successful is when I simplify everything you know, I have the main things that I focus on and then, then I'd shut out all the other distractions and, and worry about what I can control and what I can and do better. So um, that's just kind of my process. Hey Kyle, when you sat down to kind of look at your tape uh, during the bye week, I wonder like, did, did anything stick out to you specifically in terms of where you wanted to keep growing? Uh, nothing specifically, you know, I think there's little areas and a lot of different things, but um, there was nothing really that specific that stuck out to me. You know, it's only been really two and a half games, like two and two games and like a quarter and a half for me so far. So um, just keep making steady improvements, keep getting better with all the guys, keep getting my rapport better with the receivers and the running backs and the whole line and, and just have practice communicating and, and it just grows every day. You know, I've said this before too. It's, it's our team is a team that needs practice. We need to get better every day. And if we continue to grow and get better, we can be successful this season, but we need to take advantage of all these reps. And, and you talked about J.D. playing the, the F in, against Dallas and kind of what you guys had to do without a lot of receivers. Ron laughed earlier with, with how many receivers you guys had today at practice. What does what getting all those guys back allow you to do, you know, differently? Or, or you know, what does, that, what does that give you, I guess, going into your next game? I mean, it just gives us more options, you know. I mean, we can still do that stuff with J.D., and, and, but it gives us more options of what we can do and, and open it up a little bit for us. You know, getting Steve back today at practice was awesome. You know, we got a couple of new guys on the practice squad that got to come and run around a little bit, getting Zay back a little bit, running around too. So uh, it just opens it up a little bit for us, gives us more options, gives us a little bit more versatility. Hey, Kyle, uh, this will be the first time for you to experience a, f a fair amount of fans, 3,000, uh, more than you had with just the friends and the family um, in the stands over the last game. Um, you know, what do you anticipate that being like? I mean, do you guys, does it make a tangible difference? Just even the, th even a number like 3000, seeing those people and maybe hearing them, um, you know, and how much are you anticipating that this weekend? Yeah, we'll see. Um, when we played in Cleveland, I know having, I don't know, I think they had like 7,000, maybe 8,000 fans there. And, and that was a major difference. You know, it's not like the, the, the noise is, you know, affecting your play or anything, but you know, you can feel the emotions of the game a little bit more, you know, you can feel the, the momentum a little bit more you can ride that a little bit more and so yeah we'll see we're excited to get fans out there man it's been an eerie feeling scoring touchdowns and no one saying anything and it being completely quiet you know we've had to bring our own energy bring our own juice and and it'll be it'll be exciting to get at least a couple people out there to, to help us get get a win on sunday hey kyle scott abraham abc7 it seems like you and logan thomas have been developing a really nice rapport and um 
explain just what he brings to the offense. It almost seems like he's a great security blanket in a sense for you uh, out there on the field. Yeah, I think Logan is, has been really good for me, especially because he, he's played quarterback before, and so he thinks like a quarterback out there. You know, we, can, we have a lot of conversations at practice about different routes, different, different looks, and, and, and they flow because he's played quarterback before. He understands the looks, and, and you can see that with some guys around the league. I think about Greg Ward in Philadelphia, the, the success that he's had. And I was with him in Houston when he played quarterback. He was a really good quarterback in college. He's transferred that over to being a receiver. And when you get guys like that who understand defenses, who understand um, where to sit in the holes, when to do this, when to do that, you know, it's you get a little bit more comfortability with him. And so me and Logan have been getting better and better every week. And same with a lot of other guys on the offense, though, too. I think for me, it's been it's been really good to be able to get in there and get those reps and practice and communicate with those guys and, and tell them what I'm seeing, tell them what I need to see out of certain routes, certain looks and and stuff like that. I think communication has been really great. Hey, Kyle. Um, going back to what JP was asking about earlier, was there a point in your journey that you kind of really learned um, that, you know, control what you can control? Or was, it, was there a point where you, you know, where it really was hammered home for you? I don't think there was a certain point. You know, I've had a lot of people in my, in my journey helping me along the way. And, and I've just kind of figured out along the way that you only have so much mental energy. You only have so many things you can care about. You only have so much you can you can put in and put effort into and the things that really matter are the things that you can control. You know, there's a lot of things in life outside of football in football and just all different areas of life where you can't control it. So there's no reason to put your energy and your, and your time into it. So for me, it's, it's the same thing as when you're, when you're going up to a play, you're going to simplify your plan, right? If it's this coverage, I'm going to go here. If it's this coverage, I'm going to do this, right? You're going to, you have a plan every play. And for me, it's just a plan in preparation a plan in life of controlling what you control, simplifying it and putting all your effort possible into those areas. Right. And, you know, a lot of people do view you as maybe a stop gap. Is that something that motivates you at all to, to prove that label wrong? Or how do you kind of view that? I mean, people, people have thought a lot of different things about me. You know, I think early in the season last year, people were saying, get Cam out, Kyle's the savior. And then at the end of the season, people were telling me to retire. You know, I think people think a lot of different things. People think irrationally, especially um, people outside of the building. And so it's, it goes into the same thing, you know, control, you can control, you can't control what people think. And for me, it's just all about coming in and, and giving everything I got for the guys in this building, because that's what I can control. Hey, Kyla, Ben Standig with The Athletic. Um, coming into the season, other than Terry McLaurin, I think there were probably a lot of questions about what you guys had with the skill players. Um, through seven games, wh what do you think they've been able to show and what do you think sort of the next step for that group? And I'm including, obviously, the running backs and the tight ends. Yeah, I think it it's just goes into what I've been saying the whole time. I think um, you can see everyone getting better. And I think it's just the reps in practice, reps in games. It's We all need to, we know to take those seriously and get better. You know, I think – um, there's been a lot of guys that have stepped up, you know, I can think of two, especially I think of Zay, um, early in the season as a rookie stepping up and then, uh, Camp Sims. I mean, he's been a guy that's been around here for a little while and, and when his number is called, he stepped up, you know, early in the season was on special teams and then he started playing so well, we put him in on stuff on offense and he's taking advantage of every single opportunity. And so I think it's, it's really encouraging to see the guys taking advantage of their opportunities and not shying away from the light. And, um, we just need to keep doing that and keep getting better. And, and sorry if this was asked, but you haven't had uh, Steven Sims out there since you've been the starter. Uh, we don't know if he's going to be activated this week or not. What do you think he's going to be able to help you out specifically with offensively if he's out there? 
yeah, he's dynamic. Steven's a dynamic player. You know, he's, he's very fast. He's, he's very good in and out of the cuts and, and he's smart. You know, I need to get more reps with Steve. Me and him need to, to, to do the same thing I've been doing with everyone else. So it's, it's good to get him back out of practice. It's good to get him um, running routes and, and he looks good out there today. So we'll see what he is on Sunday, but it's the same thing as everyone else. Man, we just need to keep getting reps, keep getting better. And, and he's going to add a whole new element to our offense if he comes back. And that's going to do it for us right here on this episode of the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. Thanks to you, WashingtonFootball.com. Thanks to you for listening and downloading. Please continue to share the word. Thanks to Kyle Allen and as well, Terry McLaren uh, and uh, everyone who made the news and notes possible. Thanks to our sponsors, Pepsi and Built Bar, in this particular episode of the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. We'll have crossover Thursday with my pal Patricia Trena, who covers the New York Giants, coming up on the next episode, and then still another episode after that, and you'll hear from Scott Turner and Jack Del Rio and all sorts of people uh, right here before we close out the week on LOWFT. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.